Hey. Well, welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. And actually, this is a dual session today. It's a dual show. So I have a dear friend of mine whom I've yet to meet, but we have become fast friends in such a short amount of time. Lindsay Hanlon from Wing It and Rise Up is here to join us today. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, Franny. You're just such a shining light and I'm excited to, you know, discuss all the things that light us up so we can share it with both of our you know, networks and community and our listeners. So yeah, awesome. thanks for having you. are listening as a Shine With Franny listener, we have yet to do this and perhaps on your platform as well, Lindsay, right? Yes, I've never done this before. So this is great. So we are trying to work smarter, not harder, not only because of the holidays and the busyness of life, but really just because we want to be able to use, use our time as wisely as possible. So we are recording this today and we are going to share it with both of our uh, podcasts. So Lindsay, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit of background? Obviously my audience is new to you. And for those of you who are just joining Lindsay's podcast, you might just get a little refresher. So tell us a little bit about you and your show. Okay. Hi everybody. I'm Lindsay Hanlon, the host of Wing It Rise Up. I live just outside of the city of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania and married to my husband, who's an entrepreneur, and we have four children. And I do podcasting. I do some client service work with a network mastermind. And, you know, I write. I love social media. I love networking. I love creating connections for people. And, you know, and really that's kind of how I've met Franny. And so it's been really a journey. I, you know, I feel like I'm still developing in my entrepreneurship and where I'm going to land, but I love everything that I get to do. It, it just lights me up inside while doing that alongside motherhood. So yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) And I love that because I forgot to mention that we know I actually had Brittany on the show. And so that is our common denominator is that Brittany Crossan has introduced the two of us. And after being on the show and she was like, you know what, you and Lindsay just have a number of things in common. You have to connect. And one of them being that we're both Pennsylvania natives, you know, and especially in the Pittsburgh area. And it was funny. I was driving home from the Pittsburgh airport and I was like, I think I'm like driving right by your house <laughs> when we talked on the were. phone the first time. I know. And so we have that. And of course we have Jesus in common. So yes. obviously the platform for me was shine with Brandy is faith, fitness, and fun. So as your listeners are tuning in, you're like, what is the connection here? So I believe, you know, in the faith component, that is the foundation of everything. And then of course the fitness component for me is something um, that is part of my own story. And I'm happy to dive in whenever, you know, we feel comfortable sharing that, but the fitness component is a part for me. I feel as though, you know, my, the platform is shine with Franny. And so I have lost 125 pounds depending upon the day. Okay. And pre COVID or not, but about 125 pounds naturally. And really what it comes down to is that I believe that, you know, to be the most effective in the brightest light you can, um, that you should be as healthy as possible. And I'm not just talking about your physical health. I'm talking about your soul health as well. And for me, for years, Lindsay, I had it all wrong. Like literally I thought, okay, well I'll lose weight and I'll be healthy. And it wasn't that way. It was, oh, you'll get healthy inside and then you'll lose weight. The weight loss was really a byproduct of me really kind of diving into really the trauma that I endured as a small child. You know, I had a lot of abuse in my background, physical, emotional, sexual, pretty much everything. And so I insulated myself and I used food really as a counterfeit comfort. 
And we do that all too often. And then unfortunately that just kept advancing with me through the years. So I literally went from food and then it turned to alcohol, then it turned to promiscuity. And then once I established a relation with the Lord, it even turned into good things like Bible studies. And I was going to church five days a week and I was leading this women's group and I was doing, you know, it became just really an idol that I was trying to be good enough. And I was trying right. to look apart. And the Lord was like, I just really want your heart. Like that's all, that's all I need girl. And I was like, Oh, that's it. But let me tell you, it's easier said than done. Right. So, and that has right. led me then to shine with Franny, where I say that I like to help women get healthier, stronger, more confident using God's word. So that's pretty much my platform. I love it. It's a beautiful platform. I love that. He just wants our heart and it really, he will transform your life. No doubt. So yes, I truly well, believe it. Tell me, cause I just kind of like commandeered that and uh, tell me a little bit about how you arrived at wing it and rise up. So really it was just, you know, kind of owning my own journey and not, you know, I used to kind of not just be little, like, you know, my gut intuition that I had, but I just didn't think it was an important story. I mean, I just felt like everyone's just going to get sick of it or no one wants to hear it. I was just lucky. I used to tell myself all the time. I was just lucky. So what happened was my husband, actually what he put all this equipment in and then he was going to do a podcast and he was like, I don't have time to do one right now. Do you want to do one? I have these people that can get you one up and running in five weeks. And I was like, yeah, totally. And so for me, that was my, my realization, I guess that I always just take a leap. I really have no idea what I'm doing. I just go and do it. And so this has really been like the ownership of, you know, as a 13 year old girl, not making the basketball team, just being like, mom, I think I'm going to try out for the swim team, not knowing any of the strokes. I knew how to swim obviously, but I didn't know the specific strokes. And I just tried out and I ended up swimming at two division one schools, breaking records at both. And that transformed my life because I have uh, really, really heavy discipline. I'm consistent. I take care of myself. I know how to time manage. And I think it really developed me into the person that I am today. So it was really like taking that leap into this podcast and then being like, okay, well, what am I going to talk about? And I knew it had to also include, you know, wing it, which is kind of like a bird wink, which is everything to do with my grandmother and like losing her and then having that sign from her coming back as a blue jay. So like it had to include like a bird wing, but also winging it, you know, and trying to encourage people to get out of their own way and take a leap. If it's calling you, it's meant for you. I mean, I can't make sense of anything on what made me think I should try out for the swim team, but I did because it was obviously calling me and it was meant for me. And the same for now sharing my voice. I'm only about a year and a few months into my podcast and I feel like gaining confidence every day. I don't know that my first few episodes would be like, wow, she is a genius podcaster, but it's all about just getting into, you know, doing it and sharing my voice. And the more I do it, the more I know that I'm called to share what works for me and why you should do these things. And just having inspiring conversations and connect connections with people. I just really, really adore that. So there are so many things that I'm over here scribbling. So I hope that our audience doesn't hear my little pencil going across the, uh, I didn't hear it. Here. So it's good. <laughs> no, it's so good. And I, um, you know, you mentioned something in terms of, and you know, I had heard your story, but you were cut from the basketball team as a teenager, right? 13 years old. Right. Yeah. I was and then going that opened up for yeah. you to just say like, Hey, I'm going to just try something new. 
Right. Right. And I think that that takes a lot of backbone because I don't know about you, but when I'm rejected, I'm like, I just want to curl into a shell. I would go home and eat. I would literally eat pizza and Twinkies. Like (laughs) I was cut from the ninth grade volleyball team. And that's exactly what I did. They told me at 210 pounds that I didn't, they did not have a uniform big enough for me. And I was like, guess what? So I, it was literally a self-defeating prophecy, you know, where I went home and I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna eat more then. And I love that you took that adversity and you saw it as an open door versus a closed door. So is that something that, I mean, obviously you, you know, you're, you've got parents and things like that. Was that something that you learned? Was it part of your nature? What would you say you attribute to that? I honestly feel like it's just part of my nature. It's just who I am. I don't really feel like I necessarily think my brother or sister have that specifically. You know, I think we all are gifted in our own way. And I feel like I'm just, I I guess I'm grateful I have enough belief in myself that I can go try it. My parents, you know, have now since told me they were terrified I was going to get cut from two teams in one week (laughs) because I was an emotional teen. I'm still a very emotional person. So I think that is what helps me be very in tune with what I want to do. You know, I think I used to think it was a bad thing to be too emotional or have too many feelings because I don't think everyone's gifted with that, but I think it's become my biggest blessing. And, and knowing, like, I mean, I came home from the basketball tryout, bawling my eyes out. My dad's like, well, we can just practice until next season. And I was like, no, like I wanted to be a triathlete. I wanted to do, you know, three sports. I wasn't going to sit still for the winter season. So I just was like, well, something's really calling me. There's something cool about the water. And I think that it was just something that I'm gifted with. And I think that's, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm just grateful I have it because it's kind of led me throughout my life. Like if, if it calls me, you know, I go and do it. I do scary things because I think the more you do that, the more exciting life is and the more you grow. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a practice that I've been practicing. And so I don't, like I said, I didn't initially own this story as being a really cool thing. And now it's like my thing. It's right. that intuition. It's if it's calling you, it's exciting. It scares you all the more reason to go and do it. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember asking someone that was on the swim team being like, well, how many underwaters do you have to do? Cause I was terrified. I'm holding my breath. How much do they make you do that? You know, because I was like, can I do this? Should I walk down there and try out for this team? I don't know really anything about it, but I just know it was calling me and it was it's just been such a blessing. And now I have daughters that like to swim and I really enjoy just being a part of their journey, whatever that means for them and just showing them the way, you know, showing them how to live faithfully, you know, listen to what's calling you and not silencing it. Just give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? You know? Well, it's so funny you said it because I was just talking to a girlfriend and this is about dating, but she was saying, you know what, Franny, I, you know, I'm single. My audience knows that. So hopefully your audience, somebody will be able to relate to that, but (laughs) She was saying, you know, it's been 27 years since I've dated and she was like, I'm just so afraid to do it. And she said, you know what? Forget it. She goes, what do I have to lose? And I said, you know what coming, rather than coming from a place of lack, what do I have to lose? What about if you say, what do I have to gain? Like you might not end up dating someone, but I can tell you what being single and dating, you find out a lot about yourself (laughs) Yeah, and just anytime you put yourself out there to do anything, whether it is trying out for the sports team or, you know, just putting yourself out there to date or starting a business, you learn a lot about yourself. So what do you have to gain? And I guess that's a question, you know, we have for our listeners today or on either of our ends, you know, it's just really, you know, what do you have to gain? And really thinking about this runway we have until 2023, you know, if there's something like Lindsay just shared that has been calling you something that, you know, in your gut is out there just saying like, try this or do this, or it's about time or you, you know, I've been telling you for how long now, 
this is your, this is perhaps the Holy spirit saying, get out and do it. (laughs) Right. And I, and I love that. Like, what do you have to gain? Because I speak a lot about opportunity and I see it a lot in church in when we're studying God's word and the opportunities that we have in everything, you know, try, you know, another tryout, even if I failed was another, you know, chance to grow. Mm -hmm. And like, just with dating, like you said, you know, you might just find a really good friend or really another great connection or, you know, and I always tell my listeners too, that they know, like I talk about exercise all the time, but I've recently been talking more about just fashion and like, make sure that you're wearing what feels like you, like, why would you waste a day feeling mediocre about, you know, what you have on or, you know, cause if you take care of yourself and you just take that five minutes to get a shower and just put on something that feels like amazing, it's going to just transform your whole day. And it's the same for, exercise and everyone that you encounter, you want to make sure that you're putting your best self on (laughs) so that whenever you're out in the world, you're, you know, you're giving the best that you can when you're encountering someone. Cause I feel like when I run into someone that I know is just having a really bad day, it's, it's hard. I just, you know, I, I just pray for them. I'm like, I hope that their day gets better. Cause you know, we all can't be having our best days, but if we just try a little bit harder on ourselves to take care of ourselves and pour into ourselves as we, as we can, then we could just be more of a light for other people. So, well, and I love that too, because it's such a reminder of excellence, you know, that God calls us to excellence. Now I'm probably the worst offender. Anybody who knows me, my friends know me. Um, I'm like, I'm oftentimes in a baseball hat. It's just very much like part of my brand, if you will. Like I'm very much into the athleisure. Like I wear yoga pants and all the things, but they're still cute yoga pants or they're still, you know, I still, but it still feels like you, you know what I mean? Like it still feels like you, it's like your vibe. So it's like dress is your vibe. You don't have to wear a dress every day, but if you're, you know, I love a good baseball hat. Look, I'm not gonna lie. Especially in those days where I don't want to wash my hair. Right. (laughs) After a sweaty workout, but you still make it feel like you, you're Mm -hmm. still showing up as you. And I think that's what feels good rather than just not doing anything for yourself. And then you just, that drains your energy. I feel like, but it's just, well, and even not even going outside, if you don't feel like, you know, you're your very self. And I think that that's what's powerful too, is that, you know, you had mentioned something about how, even in your faith, you were mentioning about studying God's word and taking those opportunities. And I think about, um, you know, when Jesus says, come and see, right. He tells the disciples, just come and see. It's something that's so simple. And guess what they do? They drop everything and they go and see what opportunity is there for them. And it's just such a reminder to us, like, we don't always know the plan. In fact, that's very, very slim, (laughs) you know, slim to none that we know what's next when you're following the Lord. And when you're walking and being led by the Holy spirit, you don't know. Right. Right. Like he said, Abraham, like, just go, I will show you the land. And it was like, okay, (laughs) okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't always know what the next step looks like. Like, even for you, you were like, how many times do I have to hold my breath? Like, I don't know, but I don't know. I'm just going to go and do it. I know. And I think that's so, you know, what's so cool about it is like, we don't, you know, if you just kind of let go of needing to have the entire plan and just go and do it, you know, it just takes kind of the pressure off. Like somebody, if somebody asked me like, well, where do you see this podcast going? I literally don't know. I'm just going to keep going each day. And I I don't know. I mean, I hope I just can continue to grow and being a leader of inspiration and using my voice and, but I don't, I don't know, but I know that I'm doing the right thing. I know that I'm doing the right thing by challenging myself and giving myself this opportunity. So I always say to people, gift yourself opportunity because what, you know, we're, we're all, you know, we're all going to die. Right. So I think I learned a lot through lost perspective. It's like, I don't want to sit here and just 
not do anything. I'd rather be challenging myself and seeing where all I can go and who all I can meet. And that's kind of really the fun is in the journey, right? Right. Not the destination. Cause we don't really, I don't, there's no end game, right? <laughs> we just want to keep going. A hundred percent. And I think yeah. you bring up something that is so powerful for an entrepreneur who might be listening or, you know, even that person who has an idea just for something, you know, in their neighborhood, their HOA, you know, like, Oh, I want to put this out there, but I'm afraid put it out there. Like you just mentioned, you know, the, I don't know part, you know, we don't know, but we know the one who does. And if we feel like we are totally in tune with what the Holy spirit has called us to do for that moment. Um, and that brings me up to something. And you and I talked about this, you know, offline about, you know, calling an assignment. I talk about that with my audience because, you know, all of us have a calling, you know, it tells us in Jeremiah one, you know, that I formed you, that you would be, you know, the disciple among nations. And so we know that we're called to something, we're called to, uh, you know, cho- be children of God. But I think what's more important is to know that that assignment might change based mm-hmm. upon your season. So for right now, the assignment for you is the podcast, right? Right. And, and you're calling, you know, right. Yeah. And I think it's okay to pivot. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're not meant to just stay, which I, I actually just recently did an episode on this. Like we're not meant to stay still. It's okay to pivot. I think everyone's like, well, once I take this job, this is where I am for life till retirement. And then what? And like, I don't want to be like that. I want to constantly be evolving. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I necessarily signed up to do wing it rise up. And then I'll do this until I, until I die, you know, I'm, it's just going to lead me to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and just keep evolving. And I think too many people put pressure on that. They're too afraid of change They're, And I'm always like, get the bangs, cut your hair, do this, change up your look, (laughs) change up whatever to what, you know, I used to be like one of those teenagers that always had to rearrange my room to change up the energy. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, mom, come check out my room. I moved my bed around. I did this. I did that. And that does, it gives you momentum. It gives you energy. It changes things up. And I think there's so much opportunity in that as well. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? A hundred percent. And I think, you know, for me, um, for your listeners who might not know, I travel full time. So I don't have a home base. And so I'm home right now in Pennsylvania because of the holidays, but literally I have some people who I can tell them um, that I travel full time and I can see the anxiety in them. Like, well, what do you mean? And then you could like, see them like, well, where do you go? Well, where do you get your mail? And I'm like, that is the least of my worries because guess what? It's called email. You know what I mean? And so I definitely am a person who, you know, I feel like I I'm called the single hood at this time, at this stage of my life. And Paul says, if you're single, say single. And the way that I kind of saw it, it actually happened during COVID in 2020 of March of 2020, when COVID hit, I was going to go and travel starting in April. And I was like, well, you know what? Like then the lockdown happened, you know, travel ban and all that. And I was like, well, I'm just going to travel domestically. And sure enough, you know, I'm a now at this time, 47 years old. And I was like, I don't have children. I don't have a husband. If God has given me this gift of singlehood that I'm going to go and I'm going to try, like he says, go and make disciples of all nations, even if they're here. And then about six months, well, nine months later, I started my podcast and very much like you, like I'm in over 50 countries at this point. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like, I feel like I'm called to it for this season. I don't know when it's going to end. The Holy spirit will tell me when the anointing is lifted, but I'm doing it for now. The same thing with traveling around, like you do it for that season in which you feel called and you'll know when the anointing is lifted. You know, I really feel like that. There's a time and a season for everything. And, you know, a lot of my, you know, calling and assignment right now is to be a, you know, a leader to my children and to help them out, to make them feel safe, loved, 
cared for. But one of the ways when, um, I, when we were initially talking about this, that I feel like, you know, another, my, one of my assignments is also to show up for myself and to not let mom go because mm-hmm. they need to see mom in her best, which is, not, you know, still using the gifts that I've been given. So, you know, my unique calling for sharing my voice, sharing my, my word, my positivity, my energy, but also doing that so that when I'm, you know, taking care of my calling that's with my children, that I'm at my best and at my peak to show them how to always show up for yourself, take care of yourself, do what makes you happy, follow what excites you. You know what I mean? And showing them that, you know, they were very much, well, most of them, the baby was like the, you know, the youngest when my grandparents passed. And so they were around, you know, as this was progressing, Mm -hmm. um, both of them had passed like three and a half months apart. So it was very much a season of going over there, visiting Mm -hmm. and them seeing mom, you know, grieve and build herself also back up. So, and I really think that's been such a gift. I, I mean, it's, it's loss and it's hard, but it was very pivotal for me. And I think that was a beautiful thing. I'm very grateful for it because, you know, we, ha- we have to grow through those seasons too. Well, and I think you mentioned something that's so important, important in terms of letting your kids see you literally like, you know, the fluidity of what you can do and what you do do. So there was a season where you perhaps were taking care of your grandparents more so than you were podcasting or doing the other things, you know, and I think that's, what's powerful is that your kids, you are the minister of your home, you know, one of the ministers, your husband alongside of your husband. And so I think that that's a powerful message to, to, to teach our kids, to try things when they see you trying things, they're more apt to do it. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I want them to try all the things and do all the things. And I hope I'm able to give them as much opportunity as they can. It's hard to drive four kids to different sports, but we're working it out. But, you know, I know that you don't have to know exactly what your, you know, your unique sport or whatever it is, dance, tumbling, whatever it is, just as long as they're moving and staying active and I'm giving them, they'll find what it is. I mean, I wasn't even, I was 13, you know, and I swam for about eight, nine years in my career. (laughs) That was it. And so they don't have to know it right now. I just have to keep them active enough and give them opportunities to try new things. And, um, also like leading them and taking them to church. I remember as a kid growing up, not ever really wanting to go too much. Mm -hmm. Of course it was a, it was a different religion than the, you know, well, same religion, Christianity, but Catholicism versus, um, a more of a Bible focused Christian, uh, church, a different, type of, you know, I want them to grow up where I'm at now. I'm very much at peace at my new church. And I think that's, you know, what a lot of people too, I feel, feel constricted in their church. They grew up in the church, their parents want them to go to. And I, I remember my grandmother always showing me a picture of Jesus. Do you know who he is? Do you know who he is? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, are you going to church? And I said, yes, but it's not a Catholic church. She's like, as long as you and Michael are going to church, I don't care where you go. And, um, and so I always think about that. And I think for our listeners, if you're at a church where you're feeling less than inspired or less than yourself or not really at peace or not really enjoying it, maybe encourage you to try a new one because I, I feel so at home here at our church that we go to the Bible chapel and just, it's just a whole world of difference. I'm seeing things so different from, you know, how it's all studied Mm -hmm. and, so I don't know. It's just been such a gift to grow in that space as well. So, 
Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up because, you know, I've obviously been traveling for two years. And when I do go back to Florida, which is where I, you know, was from, um, where I was living, I should say, um, I went back to church not too long ago and I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm not the same person I was then. Like my journey in through my faith and my walk, you know, with the Lord has progressed in the last couple of years. And it's not to say that was a bad church, but again, it was for that season. And so for the listener who might be like feeling a little bit of that itch, like, yes, it might be uncomfortable to find some new friends, or yes, it might be uncomfortable to go an extra 20 minutes, you know, each way on a Sunday or a Wednesday night or whenever your services are. But if the Lord is calling you to something, you know, if he's, if he's calling you to it, then I say that's, you know, that's where we walk in faithfulness and we say, okay, look, like, the anointing is lifted. And so I'm going to try this now and whether it be a job or a relationship. Now I'm not saying a divorce, please hear me out on that. <laughs> I want both of your, you know, both of our audiences to know that, but you know, friendships, you know, can outgrow and even family relationships, you know, sometimes you have to put some firm boundaries um, yes. in place so that you can grow and become the person, you know, like you mentioned the wing it, you know, you have to literally rise up on those wings. If you feel a calling to do it, you got to do it. And you will outgrow people. That was probably one of the hardest thing I had to, things I had to learn in my uh, mid to late twenties. And then through my thirties so far is that you will, the same people that you grew up with might not be growing with you in another season and, you know, really how to set those boundaries and protect your peace. I know when I was a young mom, I used to just be like, Oh my God, yeah, let's totally hang. Like, let's go running. Let's go do this. And not realizing what, how it was affecting me. Mm -hmm. You have to really protect who you're letting in your circle and who you're surrounding yourself with and who you're gifting your time to. And I think too, as I became a mom of four kids, <laughs> that my time was, I'm, I was going to be more strategic with my time. I was going to pour in where I needed to and really put up some firm walls just because I am a helper to a fault. And so I could just be like on the phone for hours to people and be like, Oh my God, this is like really draining me. Um, versus having more uplifting conversations and conversing with more people that have big dreams, big goals, wouldn't make me feel a certain way. If I were telling them a big goal of mine, you know, uh, I was reading that roomy quote the other day and it was like, set your life on fire and seek those who fan your flames. And so if I were to, you know, this mastermind group that we're in, my husband and I are in, I could tell someone I just met something that was like, oh my gosh, I have this dream to work here. And they would be like, I can see it. You're totally going to do it. And then I could tell someone that I've known my whole life and they'd be like, are you insane? How are you going to do that? So making sure that your circle is one that's going to help, you know, keep you on fire versus you support know. you. Yes. I always say your friendships should be like a good sports bra. They should definitely be supportive. <laughs> like they should definitely be supportive. Mm -hmm. well, and I think that, you know, I've had, you know, again, I'm single. And so I've had a different path than a lot of the other people where my journey has been, I've had to be the one to support myself. And there's a lot of healing I've had to do over that because the Lord's like, but you have me. And I've not really always relied upon the Lord to be that husband, you know, the, the groom that we speak about, you know, revelation and all throughout the Bible. And I think for me, I would share sometimes with people, you know, they always say, be careful of who you share your dreams with, you know, I would share with some friends and I'll never forget. I was telling when I left my first job in 2015 and I was telling them I was going to start my own business. And they were like, but you don't have a business degree. And don't you just want to be a teacher and you can have the summers off and you can, you know, have the um, winter break. And there are times, believe me, girl, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to just have two weeks off at Christmas and not worry about anything, you know? Yeah. And then there are other times where I'm like, I can travel when I want, where I want, however I like, I can 
go to lunch in the middle of the day with somebody. I don't have to worry about, you know, 20 little girls who are, you know, I worked in all girls school. And so I think that, you know, you have to say to yourself too, like, what is, what is the scary thing and that you're willing to go to? And I think being, um, willing to not, you had mentioned this very early on in our conversation, being willing to not make it be perfect. You know, they always say done is better than perfect. You know, sometimes, like you said, your first few podcasts, you were like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But you know, or, like that's believe me. I say that about the one I just put oh, yeah. last week. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh. But I, I sit there and I think, you know what? I put it out there. Maybe there's one line that somebody will hear. And maybe there's only one person who will listen. That's what Jesus says. Go for the one. I'm like, okay, Jesus, I'm doing it, put it out there. And I think too, when you were saying that, like when you tell people like, well, or, and they were like, well, well, don't you just want to be a teacher? And don't you want to just have your, it's like a conditioning of our society where we're conditioned to do the comfortable thing. Mm-hmm. Don't make anyone uncomfortable. Right. Don't go to a new church, Right. follow, stay right. in, um, you know, stay in the line. So if we have all grow up as Catholics, we'll baptize our kids as Catholics. We'll go through the motions. There'll be no like backbone to what you're doing. You're just doing it like in order versus really feeling the moment, feeling what's right for you and like feeling what Jesus has for you. Right. So Mm -hmm. not just like staying in that cage, which I talk about, like with the wing, it rise up, like breaking free from the cage and being free and being yourself. I know that I feel so, um, when I'm at church, I feel like I can be myself and, I can show up as myself and I don't have to, you know, stay in a rigid, uncomfortable environment. You know, I just, it's, it's really a beautiful thing to evolve in all the ways. And I'm not just saying church and I'm not, you know, I I really don't want to be the person that shames Catholicism. It's just not for me. I'm not for a guilt ridden life. I just need to, I just want to have that relationship with Jesus. And I know that every time I'm at church each Sunday and I've been bringing some friends with my, me three and they're all sister-in-laws. Um, and it's been, it's been amazing. And every single week we end up crying. Like, it's just so it's like an emotional experience versus, you know, usually I just didn't really ever want to be there. And that could have been just like my teenagers and, you know, being young, but I, I want all the experiences that make me feel all the things. I don't want to just be a robot. Right. Going through the motions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's such a metaphor for life. Like we just, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the, you know, Groundhog's Day. Today, it looks like this, you know, the next day, it looks like that, you know, every single day looking like that. And I think that as believers, we are called to, you know, go out of our way and to do the things that are breaking the norm and just, you know, maybe you stop by the grocery store and you buy somebody's groceries on the way home just because you're like, you know what, I'm just going to bless somebody today. Like if you didn't, there are times where I don't see anybody. I don't leave the house very much. You know, I'm an extrovert at heart besides going to the gym. So sometimes I have to push myself to do things that are outside the norm because I know that God has called me to be a blessing, you know? Right. Right. And I feel like I coach myself throughout my day. Like Lindsay, okay. It's not that big of a deal. Just stop. (laughs) You can do this, have this interaction or whatever it is. Don't be afraid to ask or speak up on this. Don't be afraid to do this. And it's like a coaching thing that I've been, you know, building up on my journey. I don't know that 10 years ago, I would have been as confident in doing this. And so like, it is like a season, it's like a growing season. If you would have asked me to do this when I was a young mom, I'd be like, there's no way. (laughs) But as a, you know, as I've grown into my, you know, mid thirties, I feel more confidence and I feel more, um, pushed and called to live a life that feels like excitement and fire because he wants that for us. And I think too many people think that we're not 
deserving of experiencing that. And I'm like, you are, you just have to be brave enough to go after those things that he's calling you to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah. and you're so right. I mean, it is the John 10, 10 life that he's wanting for us. You know, he said, right. you know, I came so you can have life and have it to the full, to overflow in abundance. He right. wants us to have that every single day of our lives. You know, I, um, one of the best books I've ever read for your listeners or for you, if you've ever read it, it's called soul decrees. It's by Katie Sousa. And it's just a great book. And she just talks about how like literally every single day of our lives should be walking in miracles and miraculous power. We Mm -hmm. should not be waiting for the one day when, or we should not be waiting for the crisis that we need the miracle. Like the miracles should be a part of our every single day life. And I just, it helped me reframe so much about just, we, we also overlook many of the things that yes. are miracles every single day. We just overlook right. that. Oh, that's just, I'm breathing today. Well, that's pretty much a miracle. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to do anything <laughs> yeah. for it. You didn't have to push your lungs. Yeah. You didn't have to push your nose. Like all the things happened. Yeah. And so I think that it's, it's a powerful way to just kind of step into a new day, you know, and really see it through a different lens. So. And I think that that was, and I love that you said, see it through a different lens. Cause one of my favorite quotes that I share is like, maybe we, you know, to get a bird's eye view, to get a different perspective on life. I'm always very bird forward, but that is what happened for me is like, as soon as I lost my grandmother, who I feel I've always felt such a soul connection to, but even maybe more so now that it's like, you know, Dolly is always giving me my signs, but it was after that she had passed that there was a persistent knocking outside of our house. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is that? And it was in the same room where my mom told me she had passed. And it was like, and I, it was a woodpecker. So I was like, okay, well, but I, but recently before that I had been seeing a blue jay really hanging around. And I thought that's so weird. I don't really ever normally look for birds or notice birds. But after I heard, you know, the blue jay was around and I heard that woodpecker and I went back into the room and I was just like, I'm going to look outside the window. And I looked outside that window and there was a, like a pigeon, right. And I was like, well, if it was a blue jay, I would know it was her. And I looked to my left and there was a blue jay, like staring into my soul. And I was so overcome with emotions and chills that I was like, I know it's her. And I voiced that I know it's her. And I had followed that, you know, the power and just like the littlest of signs, just following a bird, listening to you know, the bird Jay call, which is so fierce and like, use your voice. It just kept saying like, use your voice, use your voice. Um, and so really it has been a very faithful journey experience over the last three years, but just like letting little things be the sign, not overlooking it, like let little things be your, like, let it happen, you know? And I think you have to be open to it. Right. So like, I could have been like, yeah, whatever. It's it's like not, you know, you have to be in tune and open enough to allow those things to be magical for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you said, you know, a lot of people overlook all the things that are going on in the world. They get so caught up in the busyness and the, you know, the monotonous things that they need to do that they don't stop to listen and tune in enough to know that there's magic in every single day. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. Girl, we keep talking for, for days, I think. We could, but yeah, I just had to share that. Cause you said, you know, people overlook it. And I was in tune enough that I was like, if there was one here right now, right. that would be it. And right. I knew from that minute on my life has transformed from that, from that moment. So. Well, and it's so amazing too. And I think when you mentioned the very, you know, very early on with the wing it and the birds, you know, I thought the Holy spirit is known as a dove. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just love that you have literally built your platform. I know, you know, mentioned the burden, your grandmother and the the bird and whatnot, but really it's wing it, like letting the Holy spirit, you know, be the way that is going to lift you, you Mm -hmm. know, help you rise. You know, that is what, that's where we rise. We don't rise from our own, you know, yeah, you have to do your part. That's just faith in action. You know, it tells us faith without action. You know, you have to do it. God will do his part, but you have to show up and do yours, you know? Right. And so I love that you were able to, you know, experience that. And God so clearly spoke to you, you know, and then again, you use that as an opportunity to transform. Many people could have dismissed that or, you know, just, oh, it was a fluke. It was, you know, luck. It was common stand, you know, whatever commonplace. And you're like, no, that was kind of God talking. Oh my gosh. I know. And there's so many people that are like, okay, all right, sure. I'm sure that Dolly came back as a blue jay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm telling you. But I know it in my heart and it only has to make sense to me. And that's another thing that I've learned is that you can tell people your plans till you're blue in the face. It only has to make sense to you. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, if God's calling you to it, it only has to make sense to you. You don't have to explain it to anybody else. Just go and do it. I know there's that expression that says, you know, it wasn't a conference call. What God gave you was for you. It was a direct line. (laughs) You know, conference call. That might be my new new favorite thing. I'm writing it down. Use it. Well, the reason why is because I think, like I mentioned, I have dreams plentiful, like literally every day or every week I can come up with like a new business idea. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And my good, my really good friend, she's a spiritual advisor, a mentor to me, Hillary. She said to me, I feel like you're so wildly creative, but it also, she goes, you're almost double-minded where you don't stay with something for a really long time that you're like, Oh, I'm going to dabble in this and I'll dabble in this and I'll dabble. And I love it because for me, it keeps my creative juices going when I have to focus on something differently. I mean, I literally came up with a whole children's book series on my last flight that I flew two weeks ago. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to do this whole children's book series. And there's going to be a fairy godmother. And her name's going to be Lucy because Lucy means light. And and like, that's my mom. Like I literally sat down and like wrote out the sketch for five different books, all with my nieces. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just do one thing? You know what I mean? I literally have that. that. Yes. I feel that too. And it's like, why am I the way I am? And then I'm like, thank thank you, God, that I am the way I am. Thank you for giving me this this mind that works on overtime, yes. <laughs> you know, there are days where you're like, okay, could I just shut it off and watch the full Hallmark, Hallmark movie or <laughs> the full Christmas movie? Could I please just shut it off enough to do that? Right. But you know, you, you may have those unicorn days where you can, but most right. times right, we're very similar. We have that Period. momentum, that energy going. Yeah. My challenge is books. I get a new book and I'm like, I'm like five chapters into it. And I'm like, oh, but this one came, this one's so good. I can't stop. And then like nine books later, I'm like, I have nine books that I haven't completely finished. I have 40 pages in this one, 61 pages here. I'm like, oh my gosh, just stop. You know? Right. So I absolutely love reading and, and doing all that. And I think too, for the listener who might be listening, who's like, I don't get you at all. Like I finish a book from beginning to end. I finish a movie from beginning to end. Allow yourself the freedom. I think that a lot of it comes with permission to saying, I don't have to finish the book. I don't have to finish the movie. I don't have to finish the Netflix series. Like you might stop in the middle and just be like, you know what? We're going to pick that up when the time is right. (laughs) If it ever comes right again, I used to be like that, especially with like, I used to watch a ton of series and Grey's Anatomy. I was like, well, it's been 10 series. I'm going to, or seasons. I'm going to like see it through. It's still going on. And I finally was like, I'm done. I don't have time. Right. (laughs) It's filling up my DVR or whatever. I don't need to watch that. And really at this point, I don't have time to watch all these shows. So I only want to watch what really is fulfilling me. (laughs) me But you know, I used to be like that. Why I've seen it this far through, I need to see it till the end. And then I was like, okay, forget it. I'm done. 
Yeah. I always say to clients, when I work with people, I'll say, you know, you have permission to fire your goals because we oftentimes will create these goals and I'm all for goals. Believe me, you have to have something, right? You aim it, you aim at something or you'll hit nothing, you know? And so I'm all for having a goal, but also saying, you know what, this right now in this season of life, this is not serving me or it's become obsessive or an idol or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I got sick, whatever. We have the opportunity to say in our own lives and to give ourselves permission to say, not right now, you know, it's okay. You can slow it down. Right. And I think that's important too, for both of us too. just like, we all obviously clearly do it. We give ourselves permission to slow down for those inspiring, you know, you know, the inspiring season, we need to slow down a little bit sometimes to pour back into our creativity. We need to just pull back a little bit or Mm -hmm. let go of certain things, but you know, it's just such an important message to give yourself permission to say, no, not right now, not finishing that can move on and not living in that cage. You know, like I said, the you know, that we have to do things a certain way, just do things your way. You know, I love to, you brought that, that expression of cage before. And it made me think, um, I think it's Zephaniah. Don't quote me on this scripture address, but it says that we will be prisoners of hope, you know? And I think about, you know, again, the landing, the runway that we have right now, I think into 2023, is it really just, you know, challenging our listeners and our respective audiences is like, what are you hoping for in the coming year? What do you want to be a prisoner of hope Two, you know, again, if it's a business venture, if it's a family relationship, but you know, if it's a, even if it's something like you said, cutting your bangs, like, I love that because we are so stuck in like, well, then they'll have to grow out and I've never had short hair before or whatever. And it's like, how will I style it? What will I right. do? You know what I mean? It might have more energy. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Put a baseball hat on. I'm all, I'm a firm believer. Baseball hats. Wear a baseball hat till they grow out. <laughs> exactly. You know, you can make it look bedazzled. It'll, you can bring wear to work. I mean, I'm just saying. Yes, but I love it. It's like giving your, you don't want to be a prisoner of that. And we've been actually talking about hope like last week of Advent. And then this week we talked about peace. And I think for me, I feel the most peace when I'm doing what I know I'm called to do and what feels like me. I always tell my listeners to be free and be you and wing it rise up and breaking free of everything that used to hold you back. You know, I used to always just want to please everyone around me. So I would literally try to please everyone and forget totally about myself. It's like, wait a minute. I've spent so much time <laughs> worrying about everybody else, but myself, or what will they think if I wear this? Or what will they think if I cut my hair? What will they think if I go and do this? And then, you know, and then I realized like in those moments where I was like, I don't care what anyone's going to think. I'm going to try out for the swim team. I'm going to do a podcast or I'm going to, you know, have four children or whatever it is. Those are my like my breakthrough biggest moments that transform my life. Not the ones where it's like, I should probably just sit here and not do what I'm called to do. That does not make you feel very peaceful or hopeful or excited. It just makes you feel like you're living everybody else's life. So right. Defeated and deflated. If you're not doing what you feel like you are called to do or like what you want to do, you know, um, I think that that's, don't get me wrong. Like it has limits. Like you can't just go and be a pole dancer because it's not necessarily like (laughs) board, but you know, I don't think any of our listeners Exactly. Yeah. You have to, you know, make sure it aligns with God's word. Lindsay, by chance, do you know what your name means? My name? I don't know specifically what my name means. I can look it up real quick. Do you, you know what yours up. is? Yes. That's what I was going to say. Because when you mentioned be free and rise up, you know, um, my name, Francis means free. And oh. so it's so fitting for me because I literally live as a free spirit. I literally live. I mean, I'm not a free spirit because I have the Holy spirit, but I live as a free soul. And you're going to love this. What is you're it? You're going to love this. And I love that yours is free. I feel like this is such a divine moment that 
I am going to be just loving this, but it says Lindsay Island among the pools, which pools like P O O L S like swimming pools, strong, the deep thinker, intuitive, enchanting, imaginative, idealistic, independent, wise, unconventional. And it could bring me to tears. Just the deep thinker, because I'm like, I don't want anything unless it's deep. I don't want to have any conversation unless we're going to be pouring into this conversation and going super deep and intuitive. And I, I can speak on gut intuition all day long. So, well, girl, I think that we should um, uh, encourage our audiences to go and do a name study because if you look it up, like I would also encourage you, I do a lot with names because I think, you know, obviously we know the the Bible talks about the importance of names and the changing of names. And I think too, um, I went from Francis, obviously was my birth given name, but my whole life until college, I was Fran, Fran Fultz, which just thought there was a boy who was Fran Reardon and he, and I, I was like, oh, it was like a boy name. And then I was like, I'm going to become Franny. Like it was like, you know, all of a sudden, like one name, like Cher or Madonna, like Franny, you know, Franny. But it Fultz. gave you the vibe, right? It gave you the vibe. And this is what I tell people, like when you dress yourself, whether you're in a baseball cap, whether you've styled your hair from right. top to bottom, right. It's you, it's your vibe, your, your art, you're creating yourself over and over. And like, I think that is the beauty is getting to know, like chiseling away at all the things that you, you know, that were a part of our journey that whether they caged us or whatever, you're just chiseling away to exactly who Jesus called you to be and getting so, so in tune with that relationship with him that, you know, when you're at the end of your road, you feel like I did it all. Like I did it all. And I got to experience everything that he had for me. I do not want to get to the end and be like, oh my God, I didn't do this, this, and this, and this, you know, like I want to know that I got to do it all, you know? Well, I always ask my, uh, I have a membership group and I always ask the ladies in there, you know, don't you want to get to heaven and ask and have God ask you, do you want to see who you brought here? Oh my gosh. That could like, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel I that know, like maybe it's a little kid. I just bought like the Salvation Army 24 and I'll, I never know that person's name. I don't know. But if I, but I mean, I'm not saying I, but like, like, oh my gosh, how amazing would that be? Those seeds that we plant, like that's so powerful. And like you said, give it your all. Like I want to go to heaven, like, you know, with an empty tank, like I gave it all here, you know, yeah. I have a and, quote I'll have to share with you later. And it's like, I want to get to the end and I want to slide in, like coming in hot, like, wow, want to ride, you know, you don't want to come back in like, so preserved, totally no scars, no, you know, right. you know, I think about that, like no taking chances. Yeah. You just, you just went through the motions and then you got to the end. I want to be like, you know, coming in, like I did everything I could. And I love that you said that about who you brought here. It's also like, who's also going to be there waiting for us. I always think about that. You know, I know that Dolly will be there. And because she, you know, she made sure I knew who Jesus was. And I think that's the best thing we can do as believers is keep encouraging people to get to church, have that relationship with Jesus so that they're able to also be there with us. And I think that it brings me to tears every Sunday. So I love yeah. it. So. Girl, we'll tell people, obviously we know that wing up and rise up, sorry, wing it yeah. and rise up, rise up. platform. And I'm assuming that that's on iTunes, Spotify, all the things. Oh, so. iTunes, Spotify, and I have a Facebook group, wing it, rise up, read okay. to join totally public, you know, okay. um, but you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay underscore Hamlin. And it's with an EY Lindsay. So when you look up my name, meaning or whatever. If you look up our name meanings, just to see what we were reading, um, it's EY underscore Hanlon and yeah. And then just Facebook is just Lindsay Hanlon. Yeah. And totally friend me. I love making connections and then same for you, Franny, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. So pretty much I'm pretty easy. I'm shine with Franny. 
um, on Instagram and Facebook. And then Franny Folds is my name on uh, Facebook as well. But I actually have a new thing. I'm not really sure where it's going to go in the new year, but for any of your single listeners, um, I, I don't know. I have, I had a brain child, I guess, you know, another one of my brainstorms, I bought the domain and have the uh, social handle and all the things, but I don't really do anything on it, but it's called the bride with boots on. And I feel like the Lord is going to be using my season of singlehood to be able to do something because I'm, it's very unusual to be 47, not married, no children. If I get asked one more time, what did you do wrong? Or are you picky? Like probably I I might not be in heaven because of that, because I might be in jail wearing orange. I think that might be it. (laughs) I know. What an offensive um, question. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but I say, I say that because that's something that I'm, I feel like in the new year I will be developing. Um, I'm just been praying about the Holy spirit to lead me, you know, somewhere. I feel like that's part of something. So sit tight there, but for the most part, shine with Franny, shine with Franny on, you know, the Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the Podbean, all the, all the platforms there. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, girl. What a joy it was. To, I think we should do this like every month or something where we just sit and like talk. I know. I loved it. It was awesome. And it inspired me again as well in my mission. I think it's important to have these conversations. So you get reengaged with what it is that lights you on fire and your, you know, your life's work. And so thank you for giving me this time that I could reengage myself. So thank you. Hey, thank you. And for those listeners, we pray that this has just blessed you, that you have learned something, that you've gleaned something, whether you go into your own name study or you wrote a little something down. I always tell my listeners, you know, in order to live a noteworthy life, you must take notes. So hopefully you've taken some notes and we're able to keep up with our mile fast pace here today. I know we've been going at a going and blowing as my friend uh, says all the time. So yes, we were, we were moving. That's how our brains work. (laughs) Amen. Exactly. Follow along for the ride y'all. All right. Well, until we meet next time, we are so grateful and blessed. And so I'm going to say wing it, rise up and keep on shining. How about that all together? That sounds great. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you.